0: Welcome to the Nei Jiao Chuan Podcast. My name is Isaac Kamens. This is a bi-weekly podcast where my friend Jess O'Brien and I discuss internal martial arts, Qigong, and meditation. Uh, this week we continue our discussion on Yang Cheng Fu. Uh, we continue looking at uh, stories of Yang's life from Deng Ming Dao's book, The Wandering Taoist. Then we cover the phrase from the Tai Chi classics, Tai Chi Chuan is like a torrential river. That leads into a discussion of the uh, 13 postures of Tai Chi Chuan, the five directions, and the eight energies. Um, And then in this week's uh, Patreon episode, we discuss um, the concept of true constancy and remaining conscious within action. Uh, This is centered around the concept of uh, the central equilibrium, or the Zhong Ding, which is the concept in Tai Chi Chuan of... uh, sort of unified center, and just also gets a bit more into the life and times of uh, Lu Dongmin, the uh, Taoist immortal who is attributed to uh, have written the 100-character tablet that we are pulling from, so hope you check that out. We also have a recent interview we did um, with one of our senior uh, classmates, Mike McConnell, Uh, Mike's out of Denver, Colorado. He has been training internal martial arts since the late 70s, so he's got quite the story to tell uh, about Bruce and just his life and training. And So uh, it's quite an informative interview, so check it out. All right, take care of yourselves and enjoy
1: the episode. In today's episode, we're continuing our look at Yang-style Tai Chi, and uh, today's teacher is Yang Cheng Fu, um, and he's usually known as the guy who sort of simplified things from the more combative earlier uh, style of his grandfather, Yang Luchan. However, in this book, The Wandering Taoist by Deng Mingdao, they sell the other side to Yang Cheng Fu in this uh, semi-fictional account that takes place in the 1920s, I think. Um, young Sai Hong is visiting this Tai Chi master and learning the Tai Chi style. So it starts like this. Sai Hong had the opportunity not only to see Tai Chi's technique, but his uncle Yang's reputed cruel side. One night, the entire Yang family in school had gone out to dinner. As they left the restaurant, Yang Cheng Fu, walking at the head of the family, suddenly cried out, stand back. Two men dropped a pig catching basket on top of him. It was a narrow, coarsely woven rattan cylinder that imprisoned his body and arms tightly. Master Yang struggled a bit until one of the men gave him a kick and the basket rolled unrestrainedly down a hill. The two assailants, probably men who sought fame through defeating the great Yang Cheng Fu, quickly followed with drawn sabers. Two accomplices waited at the bottom of the hill. Are you all here? inquired Master Yang when he reached the bottom. The men responded by raising their sabers. All right, said Master Yang. He inhaled mightily and flexed his arms. The basket ripped easily. Master Yang stood up. By the dim glow of the street lanterns, he was suddenly a menacing juggernaut. You wanted to take my life, he said in a low growl. It's too bad you haven't made it. Take a look around. Today is your last day on Earth. The men attacked savagely. In an unhurried, methodical way, Yang Cheng Fu the saber attacks and killed the first two men by dealing each a rapid blow over their hearts. He killed the last two in rapid succession by snapping their necks. It was a casual matter to him. So that's one of the... Uh... Best fight stories about Yang Lu Chan I've ever heard. That's the only one I've ever heard. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. um he
1: Took out four dudes in a row.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, the, that's
1: pretty badass.
0: They home alone to you me now. They, t- they tried to like trap right? him. And so then, they trapped yeah. him with
1: the basket, but then he just ripped out of it, just hulked yeah. out and tore it off. And did just did like, it to his
0: little Pungji. had these
1: four guys with swords and he took them all out. Right. Dang. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> See, tai Chi's, tai Chi's got a lot more to it.
0: Yeah, that's uh.
1: So, what do you think? One more uh, martial arts story. It said uh, the next uh, story about Yang Chengfu says in China's highly competitive martial arts world, no art could call itself the great ultimate unless it was prepared to prove it. Yang Chengfu's brother, father, uncle, and grandfather were all great fighters. Historically, Taiji Chuan established its standing in the martial world by successfully overcoming all challengers. Its only serious competition came from Xingyi Chuan and Bagua Zhang. <laughs> At the time, Xing Bagua, and Tai Chi were integrated together to be known collectively as the internal system, with Tai Chi recognized as the highest form. When Sai Hung was living in Master Yang's school, he noticed a bedridden man. Was this? He discreetly inquired of his classmates, a sick member of the Tai Chi school? no they told him. it was a Xing Yi master who had challenged yang ching fu 4 months ago and had lost during the match the shingi master had attacked violently and yang ching fu had initially contented himself with dodging before long though he wondered how seriously the shingi master intended to harm him the shingi master was also an internal boxer and it was hard to decide just as his, an- his hand chopped at yang ching fu's head master yang dodged grabbed a vase and held it where his own head had been the shingi master could not stop himself his hand struck the vase Nothing happened for several seconds. Then the vase, which had remained whole, suddenly developed hairline cracks and disintegrated in Master Yang's hand. Seeing that the Xingyi master was truly using internal energy for the purpose of ultimate destruction, Yang Cheng Fu struck him with a palm blow that sent his body crashing through the doors and left him bleeding from the eyes, nose, and mouth. It had not been a death blow, however, and Yang Cheng Fu kept the man in the school to heal him. The Xingyi man had not yet recovered, but everyone assured Sai Hung that he soon would. <laughs> Dang! Crashing through wow. the doors—that happens right. quite a bit in internal yeah. martial arts stores. Yeah, that's. Oh.
0: So he tested. He he used the yeah. the vase or whatever to test if he could how serious the guy was right. about hurting him.
1: Right. If it was just a hard blow that broke the vase, that's no big deal. But he was right. using internal force. Right. Which, he was, you know, causing its minute cracks to appear. That's, that's brutal. Yep. Then the, after four months, the dude's still recovering in bed. <laughs> uh, that one, I mean, again, I've never heard those ones in any of the other Young Style books, um, but...
0: No, I mean, it's... I
1: I choose to believe these ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... It, you know, I mean, I'm sure the guy got into fights. And... I mean, in his,
1: in his younger days, he's not that big, fat guy. His first book, he's, you know, pretty fit-looking dude doing the postures, and so...
0: Who knows yeah i mean you know and it's a good story and it's like i said last time this got kind of this guy's kind of the you know carlos castaneda type of thing where exactly it's, right there's some truth in there for sure and there's also probably some embellishments to make right. it sound
1: good you know but there's you know one side of the young family is there's sort of these harsh guys who train their kids or their disciples to the point of injury then there's the more nice guy, like the sort of bigger, you know, larger size young guys who are well, more gregarious. Yeah, I mean,
0: and obviously the purpose of the story is to elevate him to the level of his, you know, brother, uncle, grandfather, right.
1: you know. So even though he's known for being a Nice Guy who cooperated with other martial arts school, he did have a harsher side. And he's yeah. he's more known for push hands, like he's he's the guy who brought out push hands. His book had, you know, his early book had push hands in it. And so I think he promoted that as a way to do two-person activity. So he's known for that rather than for his fighting skill like his grandfather.
0: Well, it was, you know, it's a product of,
1: I've talked about this before, but yeah, it, you know, for sure.
0: it was the times, right? I mean, this is the height of, uh, you know, Yang Ching-Fu's life was, you know, you're talking about the warlord period essentially which right. was a turbulent time in china say and, the least um not everybody had the privilege to just hang out and do push hands <laughs> right. um, you know so there was a lot of a lot of stuff going on politically that didn't make it so uh cool to be like, hey, look at me, I can fight, right? Because, right. well, if you wanted you to stick sh- your head up, right? Well, and if you wanted to show that you could fight, well, here's a rifle, go fight the invading Japanese or right go, here, go fight the communists or the KMT, right? I mean, it was or the like, warlords. Yeah, exactly. You know, the Warlords. I mean, so it was, you know, that there, there was a lot of uh, opportunity to show your, right. your fighting spirit, as it were. So, right. Outside and, of I mean, that, they make the
1: point here, like, you can't call yourself Tai Chi and be the ultimate unless you're willing to stand up for that, especially back in the older days. So, I mean, there must be something in there about Tai Chi's may had a reputation, what deserved or not, at one point, you know? Well, and
0: I mean, not to get too off topic, but in the book, you know, he talks about being a Dallas priest, you know, being a monk, and... Th- the, having to make the choice you know as a spiritual person how what do you, you know when is mm-hmm. it time to to fight like do mm-hmm. you, when do you just say enough is enough and actually use your martial arts to to fight someone else like right and, kill, and yeah. kill them and you know and all right? this stuff and you know so i think
1: it's it grapples with like, that a lot yeah you know And that in Chinese arts martial arts have an element of that. It's they're not necessarily you know in sports you just try to win without hurting the other person. That's a given. But like in martial arts, it's it's for sport, it's for fighting, it's for war, it's for everything. So you kind of you have to grapple with those bigger questions. And Tai Chi always presents that sense of calmness and you know and not necessarily kindness, but at least um, not non-hormonal. It's more like there's an intellectual side to it.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that Uh, you know, the fighting tradition of Tai Chi makes very clear is that push hands isn't fighting, doing applications with your friends isn't fighting, fighting is fighting, you know, and that that all the stuff you do to train is completely separate from the act because the act of fighting includes this thing of the other
1: person actually wanting to hurt you. and especially um, ambushing you, right, and catching you in a basket so you can't, yeah, holding your arms back. You know that's the yeah. story. It's like shit. Right. He can't so even it's... move his arms, and he starts to fight his way out of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's an mean, armed it, opponent, it, man. It's a good metaphor
1: or a good signal. definitely. Yeah. All right. There's one more story, and this one's a doozy. Boy. It said he returned to the school several times to study Tai Chi, even after Master Yang's death. But before he left, at the end of his first stay there. He saw Fu Zhen Song, the Bagua master, challenge Yang Cheng Fu. Now, Fu Zhen Song, uh, people who do Bagua know him as the tornado style Bagua. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, and he also play, you know, balanced heavy stones and carried the weights. So it says he arrives to challenge him. During the match, Fu Zhen Song, a short, stocky, and young fighter, circled Master Yang in the constant style of his dragon form, Bagua Master Yang stood at the center of the circle, in a standing meditative pose, and closed his eyes. He was statically building up internal energy for the fight. Fu Song, by circling, was dynamically charging himself up for the clash. He circled for almost half an hour, never varying his pace. Master Yang remained still. Suddenly, Fu Song dashed straight to the center. Master Yang's eyes opened instantly, and he knocked Fu down. Following his opponent's stumbling body, he brought his fist and considerable body weight smashing down on Fu Song's heart. But Fu also had great internal energy, so he was able to resist the force of the blow. Although he conceded defeat, he was able to walk away.
0: He lists uh, Yang Ching Fu as one of his teachers. So, oh, my, so they must they did me? Is, my guess is this is one of those, you know... Testing. Uh, testing things, and then you, yeah. you say, all right, well, you got enough to kick my ass, so I'll study with you for a little while. But
1: Right, right. <laughs> he didn't concede... Uh... Uh, you know defeat necessarily
0: he was a student of that uh, wudong sword guy we were talking about as well.
1: oh immortal sword lee yeah yeah general uh, lee yeah Li Jinglin. interesting so these guys all did run in in pretty connected crowd of sort of the nationalist China of the 1920s and 30s that Shanghai old Shanghai kind of scene of like TT uh, T. Liang talks about that time period yeah
0: i mean maybe the reason he uses Fu's name as opposed to some other guy is you know just that that he's fairly well known and you
1: know. but i mean clearly he did show up to young shing Fu's, and that could have been their yeah. first meeting where it was sort of inconclusive right he circled a while he stood a while and then boom
0: yeah you know.
1: that's classic though yeah. i mean the idea that he circled him for half an hour that's that's part of that Fantasy of Bagua where you like circle your opponent until they get busy yeah. or whatever. like I also that's, that's that's coming from someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. Also, probably.
0: if you're watching a fight, I mean, you know, it, it, and someone's circling around and nothing's happening, it might feel like a half hour. Right. <laughs> it's only been <laughs> like three minutes or something, yeah. right? But, Especially
1: if you're the one doing the fighting, it's like it feels like forever, and then right. you're like, no, that was just one minute. All right, now let's take a look at Uncovering the Secrets of Internal Power in Tai Chi by Bai Hua. So we've been going through the, his, his uh, commentary on the Tai Chi Jing, one of the Tai Chi classics. Um, so the next line is, the spirit of Tai Chi Quan is like a torrential river flowing continuously. And that's a pretty famous quote. I think we've seen that in tons of different articles and books over the years of the idea of Tai Chi is, is a flowing river or a surging sea. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, it's an easy metaphor for what you're trying when you're trying to talk about softness and evasion, and moving around things and not being, uh, you know, going with the flow, quote unquote, a river is exactly always an easy yeah. analogy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty clear. So bai starts his commentary by saying, what makes a river or sea surge? As Lao Tzu says, too much information will lead to delusion. If we try to understand all the factors individually, it would be too complicated to serve as a useful metaphor. Um, He says, so he breaks it down to two reasons. He said, there's two reasons why a torrential river can be forever surging. The first reason is in the way the river gathers itself at its origin point and flows as a unified force. This is a metaphor for the unification and domination of the Dantian. So I guess my interpretation of what he's saying here is like, a river yeah you know at from the beginning to end it like it all is coming together in one big thing so the river at the top it's still a river at the bottom like it's a unified force it doesn't it's one long thing that's still forever moving and so he says that the dantian is somehow that same well, idea it, it, it unifies your whole system
0: it's the idea of a, a river has to have a source right so mm. there's an infinite source of something that can flow is your dandian mm. or dandians but um, right so he's ta- he's making this analogy between the source of a river and the source of your energy slash
1: movement that are both within it and the source of it they're like it's all one at the it's same time as it's from yeah yeah from so yeah, there's that river metaphor. So he says, the second reason is that the way a river picks up strength as it flows downhill. This is an analogy to the continuous circulation of gene or internal force through the body's unified internal connections. This is how you create the 13 postures of Taiji Quan. So yeah, the way it picks up strength as it flows down, there's something about how the energy, like the more it connects to other energy, it becomes stronger perhaps.
0: Yeah, it's what we would sometimes refer to as a snowball effect. Right. Mm. As you gather more and more of this stuff flowing from the source uh, it gets stronger and then as it starts to move as it starts to move down right it has to change and become other things as it morphs to fit the landscape right so as that river mm. moves over rocks it becomes one thing when it has to carve through a sand block it becomes mm. another thing when it's you know dipping under to let some fish through or whatever you know i mean it's like i don't know again that's this.
1: and yeah and the individual shapes it makes that's an analogy of the 13 postures of taiji trend which is just the energy flow taking different forms so pong and liu are different forms of the same sort of internal energy just taking different yeah, shapes
0: right so he's saying the jing the the, the you know the f- force is the internal force right the is is constant and yet it can change into different things right so it's it
1: makes sense yeah so the next one his final statement on this uh idea of the of the river metaphor he says taiji chen is also known as long fist this isn't in reference to shaolin long fist rather it is in reference to the way that one embodies the jinn or inner force flowing continuously and endlessly unified in the expression of a single move so, yeah, it looks like we were saying that the gin is just moving endlessly and flowing in different shapes. Therefore, long. Well, fist. Right.
0: I mean, this is just clarifying, you know, because there are other martial arts that do different stuff that also call themselves long fist. He's clarifying. Mm. Yes, it's also called long fist, but it's called
1: long fist for a different reason. Mm. So now he moves now the uh, classic moves into describing the 13 postures or naming them. Right, so now he's listing off the, the variations that you're going to get as you roll down the hill. So it's, it divides uh, the 13 postures into two different groups, eight and five. So he says, the thirteen uh, the classic says, the 13 postures, Pung, warding off, Liu, rolling back, Ji, pressing, An, pushing, Tsai, pulling down, Lié, splitting, Zo, elbowing. Kao, body stroke. This is Bagua, eight diagrams. Now the next are Jin, advancing. Tui retreating. Gu, shifting left. Pan, shifting right. And Ding central equilibrium. This is Wuxing, or five elements. So it divides the 13 postures into Bagua and Wuxing, um, which is an interesting way of maybe it's a way of memorizing things better if you can if you can form them in these familiar shapes right it's uh as i understand
0: it which is pretty good um you got four which is the four directions right you got up uh down forward and back right so you have four right like four energies those four combine to make four more which give you eight, right? So those are the. That's the split, pull down, shoulder, and elbow, right? Mm. And then those. So those are the techniques, if you will, right? So you have eight techniques, and then you put those eight techniques on top of moving in any direction or staying in one place, and or having a central, you know, stability point is more accurate, but to just to keep it simple you've got the middle and you've got moving and so when you combine those you get you know the whole of the art which is 13. it's also kind of i think saying look we've got Bagua and we Zhang and xingyu contained
1: in what we do right i mean it's
0: kind of a a selling point well it's
1: kind of and so, moving on to that, he so he says uh, he begins by saying he says the spatial arrangement of Tai Chi, Wu and Bagua is so he gives the order of how they they come about. So he starts says, at first there's Tai Chi, then there's Liang Yi Yin and Yang, then there's Sang Kai Three Talents, then there's Si Xiang Four Icons, then there's Wu Sheng Five Elements, then there's Liu He heaven, earth, and the four directions. Then there's Qijong, seven stars. Then there's Bagua, eight diagrams. And finally, there's Gong, nine palaces. According to the above arrangement, it can be seen that there is Tai Chi first, then the five elements, and then Bagua. Therefore, Tai Chi dominates the five elements from which the, eight, the Bagua derives from. And then he says, I'm speaking about the concepts, not the fist theory, which will not be explained. But in a way, he's saying Tai Chi is better than shingy and Bagua, and they said, "Not, I don't mean that in martial arts well, sense. He, I just he's, mean in this, which right. comes first, you know."
0: He's saying in theory that that would place this one at the top, right. but that's not accurate when you get into the real world and start right. talking about fighting. But cosmologically
1: and... speaking, Tai Chi comes first and is therefore the more primal concept than the others. Basically, no,
0: it, it drives or contains all of the other stuff inside of it. Yeah.
1: So he continues his discussion here although the bagua plus the wuxing are divided into the 13 postures the 13 postures must be united and dominated by one unity otherwise they cannot be unified 13 postures must be manifested in one dominant position otherwise they will not be able to show the torturous and torrential momentum of the great river directed by the changeful terrain so he's back to the river metaphor right you need to have a stable
0: point in order mm. to withstand change so that's the zhongding. that's the it'll
1: fall apart if you don't have that unification throughout it
0: yeah i mean um this is the the phrase i like is continuous motion constant stability right you have something that is always moving and it's always stable in that motion right so In Tai Chi, it's more of a metaphor because you're not always moving your feet, but you are always moving something.
1: Coincidentally, his next paragraph says, In Tai Chi Chuan, Zong Ding, central equilibrium, is the balance point. Dantian is Tai Chi. Since the gravity of the earth is vertical, and the center of gravity of the body, the Dantian, is also on the vertical line of gravity, the Dantian represents the Zong Ding
0: right so this is saying that the the place where you find that sensual
1: equilibrium resides inside your lower non right but that's this kind of the key it's like the shortcut not the shortcut but the the one if you can if you can cling to that one spot you can eventually fully comprehend the whole song ding the whole central equilibrium from top to bottom from that stability point So what he says here is that therefore Zong Ding, central, earth element, dominates advancing, front, fire element, retreating, rear, water element, left, shifting left, left, wood element, and right, shifting right, metal element.
0: So he's just giving you the five elements for the directions. Right. So like that's just what you were
1: saying. Zong Ding is the earth element in the center that, isn't, that keeps you from shifting left, right, right, or forward, or back in a clumsy way.
0: Which starts with your spine, then it goes to your lower dangan, and then it goes to your central channel.
1: So there's, and when it comes to zong ding, there's layers of training there to truly reach the very centralist of the central.
0: Right. I mean, Bob has a little diagram in his book of it, and he kind of refers to it as sort of like unrefined to refined you, right, right. You're, you're, you're so I say
1: Zhongding is the central channel. I mean, I think that that's the Chinese. Oh, I guess Zhong mai might mean central channel.
0: Right. So the Zhongding lives in the Zhong mai mm-hmm. Is kind of the way I think of it. So there, like, there, they're, yeah. They're but your access, r- but your access route to it, because you're, you know, in, unless you're some sort of, you know, savant. And you can go just directly to your central channel, is you have to go through your lower dandian.
1: Your and, spine, and, yeah. And your spine. So those are the things s- you could feel more. More refined right. sensation could bring you to the very centralist of the central of the very central, centralist thread, you know.
0: There's yeah, a- and, and the the closer you can sort of get to it, the the again, the more refined it is, like the less it the less you have to move it for it to affect the whole thing. Interesting. So this is the idea of, you know, you have a very little pivot point in the ti- in the center, but it affects the larger thing mm. on the
1: outside. Um, so that's the Dantian kind of, as like a acupuncture point, or as a more of a sphere that, that fills up your whole lower body. Different right. people that, are that's working why with the Dantian at different sizes kind of
0: he refers to it as this control point, right? Mm. You don't lose the control or the one because, um, I'll use the science fiction metaphor. I just think of it as, you know, those Japanese mech thingies where you got like a right. little guy, little guy in the middle and sort of what he does, the big robot does. Right. That's essentially what, he, how your Dandian, your lower Dandian functions right. is what you make happen in there is a, how it affects the rest of your body. So, you know, it, it kind of is just, again, it's the source of how you move. It's not necessarily the movement itself, but that's where it has to originate from.
1: So, he again, I, like, like I
0: said, I would just say this as all the movements come from your tangent. <laughs> it's a lot shorter, but he's really going you know, on a, like a journey. Mean,
1: yeah, you got to... I guess you got to work your way through it bit by bit to kind of like prove it exists, kind of, I suppose. It'd be a short book if you did it, (laughs) Michael. Right. So he says the eight movements deriving from the five directions is still dominated by the Zhong Ding. And on the basis of the Zhong Ding dominating the five elements, there is the eight gate Jin that alludes to the torturous and torrential great river guided by the changeful terrain. So my interpretation is this here is there's the Zhong ding dominates everything. You move in the five directions, and then you use the eight different forms of gene. That's the changeful terrain that your body's running yeah. through yeah, yeah, It's yeah. the eight different shapes that it takes while you move in five different directions. The myriad of 10,000 things, right? Hey, the, yeah, yeah. The
0: all i mean because really that's what he's saying is that the 13 postures is just a metaphor for all movement right
1: any movement you make that's and the five directions is a metaphor for every different step you could take in whatever direction so he finishes by saying here only in this way can we achieve the supporting force in all directions and we can have all sources of power in the taiji chuan repertoire only zong ding can dominate the coordinated body movements The unified cycle of endless and changing momentums of jin force. So, zong ding is the, it dominates the joint coordination, the coordinated body movement that you're trying to do. Um, Yeah, that's what he said before, and he says it again.
0: (laughs) Well, this is the, sometimes the phrase string of pearls is used, right? This is the idea that coordinated joints. Right, that that your body's not made up of one, it's not one thing, it's a string, it's a line of things that have to connect. But all of those things that connect have to move as one piece. And so this is the joints refers to not joints in your body, but like connection pieces, like Lego parts, right? So you have these these components that have to link, right? And in order for them to link, you have to have these, you know, five directions, five directions and eight, you know, energies. Thus gives you, you know, the, the stability, the Chong Ding. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: All right. We'll we'll continue next time.
0: All right, man. Talk to you later. Yep. Take it easy hey folks hope you enjoyed the episode uh don't forget to check out the instagram uh for images to go along with the episodes we also have a facebook group if you're on facebook uh all right thanks a lot for all your support uh check out the patreon for the interviews and the extended episodes and take care of yourselves